Coming up on Podcast 1709, Germany exceeds 50% EV share of new cars. Stick around and I'll tell you more. Also on the show today, we'll talk about Polestar in Australia, the light year two, and German robo-taxis. Those stories and a lot more coming up on the podcast, so keep listening. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information. For Monday 9th of January, my name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story, so you don't have to. We'll start with an event I'm going to be at this Friday. That is the Autosport International Show, featuring a dedicated EV showcase for the first time. It will return to Birmingham's National Exhibition Centre, January 12th, Thursday to Sunday. Uh, The first two days are trade days, Thursday, Friday for industry, motorsport, etc. Then Saturday, Sunday are the kind of public days where they have stunt shows in the kind of stunt arena. Think like the Top Gear things that they used to do with the stunt shows. Uh, Autosport International back after three years being away because of lockdowns. And so I can't wait to go and see uh, what they're doing this year. Disclaimer, I have had a hand in what happens behind the scenes. Um, It proves that EVs are as much about speed as sustainability when a motorsport event and one of the world's most famous motorsports uh, events, Autosport International, been going decades. Uh, Ariel are going to be there with their hypercar, the high-performance electric sports car that will do 0-60 in less than two seconds. So I'll go and chat to the Ariel team. Extreme E are going to be there. Now, the last time I was at Extreme E was when they were in the mud and mud and mud uh, of Bovington Tank Museum. Last time I was in the uh, the kind of pits and paddock there watching the Epre. And so I'm going to go and catch up with the Extreme E team uh, talking about their sustainability focus series. That's uh, Autosport International. You can get your tickets if you want to come along Saturday and Sunday. Just search Autosport International. It's a whole motorsport event. Plenty of uh, uh, petrol burners, if that's your thing, but lots of EV stuff this year. Now, let's talk about the headline story. In December, EVs took more than half of the German car market. Significant. Germany is the EU's biggest car market. The tide has turned in Germany. Plug-in electric vehicles taking the majority for the very first time. So, aka more than 50%. 55.4% smashed it. 55.5% of passenger car sales. Full electrics and uh, were a third And plug-in hybrids, about 22%. Add them together, cars with plugs, 55%. Now, Germany's total car sales this year, about 2.65 million. Very significant marketplace. So, yeah, the percentage is lower than places like Norway that's at 90%. But still, this is is huge. There is a reason, by the way. I will tell you that the most popular vehicle of any kind, not just electric, but the most popular vehicle of any kind was electric. It was the Tesla Model 3. And yeah, December was just a a really cracking month. You might be asking, yeah, but what about the yearly figure? Because sometimes monthly figures can be different because of incentives ending, etc., which I'll get to. Um, So, okay, all right, I'll give you the full year figure if that's what you want. The 2022 figure in Germany, plugins was 31.4%, and that's averaged over 12 months. So there's no escaping that. 31.4% of new cars sold in Germany had a plug socket on. Uh, That is 17% BEV. So again, well, well into double figures there. 17.7%. Heck, we're friends. We'll call it almost 20 of new cars uh, were pure battery electric. Almost a third had a plug. That's great. Uh, The growth, by the way, points out the Push EVs blog. Love this blog. Uh, The growth trajectory would hypothetically, if you draw the line as it's going at the minute, 
and you can't, so it's why it's hypothetical. Uh, but uh, they uh, they point out, uh, Pedro, who writes the blog, points out that it could well be somewhere around 50% of all new cars. Pure BEV, pure battery electric vehicle, uh, 50% in 2026. 90% in 2028, but lots of moving parts between now and then. Why was December so high? Uh, well, the Germany's plug-in incentives were being trimmed as of the new year. So €6,000 goes down to €4,500 for an electric car under forty grand, and it goes from €5,000 down to €3,000 for buying a car under sixty five grand. Anything more than sixty five does not get any incentives in Germany. I probably do agree uh, with that policy. Now, the light year two books have opened for reservations. And yes, yeah, I know what you're thinking. The light year one is not yet on sale. Uh, however, uh, the light year two is going uh, going on sale. At least the reservation books have opened. The, 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 the light year zero, not the light year one, has uh, a price of $265,000. More of a proof of, of concept, really. Uh, but at the CES show, we found out from the CEO, Lex Hufslut, uh, saying that the light year two requires a lot less energy from the plug socket because it does have all of the solar bits and bobs over the top of it like their 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 original light year car did and they're aiming for less than forty thousand dollars which i don't believe i i mean come on, it's, it's not that they haven't got deep pockets to soak up being a loss leader a less than forty thousand dollar ev when it goes on sale in 2025 i don't believe that bit but i love what light year do Polestar opening their first Australian store, their first physical store down under in Victoria. Uh, They've been selling vehicles digitally. Polestar Spaces uh, will be replicated across Aussie, the first retail location in the Chadston Shopping Centre in Melbourne. Uh, Polestar Spaces, they say, are carefully curated with the minimalist brand philosophy Uh, presenting the cars as art, like in a gallery. Uh, The brand has one model, Polestar 2. Points out, goauto.com.au. But it will be complemented by the Polestar 3. That's an SUV, a bit like the Volvo XC90, but with only five seats. It'll be around $120,000 to $160,000 when it goes on sale this year, end of this year. Hey, and talking Polestar, I love this. The Polestar 2 can now be accessed via voice on Google Assistant-powered devices. So Nest Hub, Nest Audio, stuff like that. Announced alongside at CES, the Polestar 3 getting HD mapping from Google Maps. Polestar confirming in a blog post that you can now use your voice to control the car remotely. And you can check the vehicle status, control functions like starting the climate preconditioning. Uh, see how much range you've got left, unlock the doors, even, amongst other functions. Initially available to users in the US, it will roll out to other markets very soon. Points out 9to5google.com. You'll be able to say, hey, Google, and check on your car battery status. You can start your climate preconditioning and things like unlocking the car, they say in a statement. But I'm not so sure about the unlocking the car bit. I love the idea of talking to find out things like that i mean opening your phone isn't exactly a hardship but we have pretty much gone all in on the amazon devices goodness knows what they know about us everything i imagine however we use it a lot and one of the things that i'm always uh through the day if i'm going to put on the washing machine or the tumble dryer uh, or the oven or something like that i want to know uh, what the house is using. And so I, I do get my phone out of my pocket a lot of times to have a look at the Solar Edge app to see what's the state of charge on the battery and um, 
just you know how much am i using in terms of electric and what's my generation i would love to be able to just walk past one of my smart speakers got them in every room and say hey what's my battery state of charge in the garage and you know what am I, what am i generating etc etc so to talk to the car i think would be really really useful unlocking it i'm not so sure because my kid just worked out that he can say um Alexa, uh, which he couldn't because he's, uh, you know, growing up now. He's not not so much a toddler uh, anymore. Um, he couldn't. He used to hear me talking to her, and uh, uh, but he couldn't. Yeah, he hadn't learned to speak yet. But he could say Allah. So he would, he would walk around the house being like Daddy, but going Allah, <laughs> which was interesting. Uh, however, he has now learned to pronounce the X sound as he talks to her all the time. And uh, it's really scary, so I'm not sure I'd want because he could like he could say like unlock he could hear me say it and he would copy me like, unlock the car <laughs> and then that's a security issue but maybe they can fingerprint it to voices I'm not sure. Uh, let's talk about the Kia EV6. Uh, it's got a Nurburgring run from a YouTube channel. The YouTuber Lagus put on the onboard video of a hot lap. He had a, a GoPro on the dashboard, but really super zoomed into the speed on kilometers per hour. And I really wanted to look at other things like the state of charge but i couldn't tell enough quality from the long camera angle um he pretty much always does more than 100 kilometers per hour on the nurburgring there's lots of traffic in this video uh but he part i don't see him get past once by the way that's interesting isn't it the kia ev6 gt 577 horsepower now look this youtube is pretty handy um he slides it a bit in some of the corners. Probably He probably could have gone quicker. And then he got held up a fair bit. Uh, passes a bit too close to some of the cars. Like, I, I like Nürburgring videos. And he was very trusting in the cars he was overtaking. Uh, the ones that weren't indicating off to the side of the track. But either way, uh, the, the, the Kia EV6 GT, it, just, it was just a beast. Um, and actually, the, the, the sound the car makes, the artificial sound, I actually didn't mind it. I like hearing the tyre squeal. Um, but it was it was good, and he did a great job with it. Up to about 140 miles an hour, 225 kilometers per hour on the Nurburgring. I'll pop a link to that in the show notes if you'd like to watch that. I'm a nerd with watching stuff like that on uh, on YouTube, but he's pretty handy around the ring. So I'll pop a link in the show notes coming up. Robo taxis in Germany and heated seat belts. What? Those stories are more coming up. Now let's talk about used car prices. Great news if you're buying a, a used EV. Terrible news if you are trying to sell yours uh, or you sell cars for a living because values are uh, really wobbling at the minute in the used car market, whether it's people fearing the recession that's coming or whatever, just post-Christmas. But uh, the top 10 used cars that lost the most money last month in December have been published by the UK's car dealer magazine.co.uk. In ninth place, Jaguar I-Pace went down 12% in the month. Average asking price on the website's £50,000. Polestar 2 went down 13% last month. Average asking price, forty-eight grand, And the number one, BMW iX, what a vehicle. Oof. Average asking price, 80 grand. Depreciation in the month, in the month of 34% uh, of average used listings of the iX. Had a look at Auto Trade earlier. You can get the uh, the the 40 spec for about 60 grand. Um, it's all well out of my league. And the 50 spec, I didn't look at the, the, the M versions and stuff, but the 50 for about 80 grand. But it looks like a hell of a lot of car for 60 grand um so yeah one of the most depreciating cars bad news if you're selling on great news if you want to get inside a used ev which i'm really really passionate about you know that obviously this podcast is sponsored by someone who buys and sells 
used EVs, uh, RSEV. And so that's Richard's you know, whole career. And uh, But I'm really, really fascinated by, I mean, the, u- the new cars are interesting and um, how we get a new car on the driveway um, is interesting. Uh, there's a great Saturday special last weekend with Lease Plan, fellow sponsor, talking about various ways to put an EV on your driveway. But second, third, fourth hand EVs that are going to be, you know, 12, 15 years old and still good. Oh, stuff like that really interests me because, you know, everyone's going to have their first car one day and yeah, petrol's going. So that's interesting. Now, robo taxis in Germany. What? Mobile Eye or Mobile Eye, the company quite famously that used to be in bed with Tesla and then went their separate ways. The, te- the self-driving car division of Intel, uh, Mobile Eye, uh, began testing the Neo ES8 based autonomous vehicles in Germany. Uh, Mobile Eye has passed the uh, permitting process to operate a Neo ES8 with autonomous, I think lots of them actually, with autonomous vehicle technologies. Uh, the license paves the way for them to expand their pilot phase and the Neo ES8 uh, will have a safety driver behind the wheel equipped with the self-driving hardware and software from Mobileye. Mobile uh, they will use them for robo-taxis and on-demand shuttles in Germany, 13 cameras six surround radars, three long-range and six short-range surround LIDARs in uh, the opposite way of doing it, which is Tesla's way, which is vision only. What about the next way to save range on your EV? That would be heated seat belts. It's no secret that EVs can struggle in low temperatures, and I use the heated seats all the time in our EV, and obviously in the Kona we've got a heated steering wheel as well. It sounds like you don't need. If you don't have one, you think I don't need one, but it's actually genuinely quite nice to have toasty, toasty fingers. However, that is, and also the you know the Hyundai Kona that we now have has a uh, a driver only mode. All good, all good for saving range. However, a company called ZF, who supplies the auto industry, have come up with the next great idea to save battery range. Uh, ZF supplies car makers with gearboxes. Now they have tackled the problem by developing heated seat belts, helping drivers and passengers reduce energy consumption by physically heating your body with the seat belts as well as the seat underneath you. Uh, They claim that during cold weather, heated seat belts increase range by 15% as you don't need to use cabinet heaters. The heated belts are made from a specialised webbing with the heating inside them works with existing fittings you know no no great shakes to to move over no car maker has yet ordered them i'm not sure they're massively needed and i'll tell you why because in really cold temperatures you tend to have your coat on in the car now if you don't have layers on it could be really really good but the time when you need a seated a heated seat belt is probably the time when you're wearing you know a t-shirt jumper maybe a coat and a jacket and stuff and i don't know how long that takes to get through to your body i'd like to try one i'm not so sure i'll wait to be convinced on that one Uh, now what about getting an all-in-one system in your home to go with your ev at ces the show in vegas schneider electric unveiling a whole home system of battery inverter new electrical panel ev charger and connected sockets and switches as well all available to be controlled from one app they're tying together utility power, solar, backup battery, and EV charging as well, even down to individual appliance level, choosing which appliances get power during an outage to extend the backup power. The full system is a nod to where solar storage and home energy systems are all headed, writes solarbuildermag.com. Not just because of what it can do, they say, uh, but because one brand is providing the entire hardware and software. I'm in a bit of a uh, a halfway house at the minute because I've got the Zappi, the My Energy 
Zappy charger, the V2 charger, and I like it. It's okay. It's not the best, not the worst. Um, I like it. I've used some some really nice home chargers more recently with maybe a nice bigger screen because you know the screen is useful. But either way, look, it does a, it does a job. I like the company, um, but also for the my solar and battery, I use Solar Edge, and so I've wondered, ah, oh, you know, do I get rid of the car charger and get a Solar Edge one? Would it tie it all together and be more convenient? But it's more expensive. You just don't need to to spend it. Schneider saying, hey, you can get everything from us. They have things like away mode, which will turn off non-critical appliances when uh, geo sensing knows that you're not in the house and also intelligent ev charging to work uh with excess solar and also from the grid when it's cheap as well all good stuff i think everyone's doing uh, a little bit of this and i like it like uh, the solar edge app i i like it could be a bit more feature rich from honestly it's not as good as the tesla power wall controlling that from the app but solar edge is okay um i wouldn't i wouldn't not recommend it but it's yeah it, it's all right and um it's just handy having it all in in one app i must admit now let's talk about a great bit of news coming out of china beijing's annual average concentration of major particulates in the air called pm 2.5 that was down in 2022 and the best air quality since 2013 the number was 33 micrograms per cubic meter in 2021 and it fell 60 percent based on 10 years ago uh, li zhang the the director of air environment said that to cut carbon emissions beijing has been encouraging residents to buy electric vehicles providing drivers with preferential policies uh, the new energy vehicle count in beijing alone is 580,000 buses taxis and other vehicles have all gone electric sanitation trucks logistics and postal services half of those in beijing are now fully electric and it's cleaning up the air and that's good for people's health that's it obviously fantastic news for people that have been suffering uh, respiratory illnesses and associated health problems with such disgusting air quality and china doing something about it and making progress still work to be done there though right question of the week we'll take a break but we'll get back to that very soon uh, thanks to our premium partners of the podcast in 2023 phil roberts of electric future ef.energy brad crosby thank you my friend porsche of the village in cincinnati audi of cincinnati east and volvo cars of cincinnati east national car charging on the u.s mainland and aloha charge in hawaii Derek riley's brilliant youtube channel you subscribed aren't you it should be ev review ireland uh, richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling evs in the uk octopus electric universe global public charging made simple with one app and one map millbrick cottages.co.uk five-star luxury cottages in devon and lease plan electric moments check out neil on their saturday special last weekend great interview uh, providing all the tools and guidance ev drivers need have a good and see tomorrow and remember there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid